0: everyone, and welcome to the Business Takeaway, a videocast series where we interview professionals within the advertising, marketing, and public relations industry. I'm your host, Kate Landgren, and today I have with me Becca Photo, founder and brand strategist at Lady B. Hi, Becca. Thank you so much today for joining me.
1: Yes. Hello, Kate. Nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as
0: well. So I guess we can go ahead and go ahead and get started with the interview. So my first question for you today is, what got you interested in this field?
1: I love Creativity like I love um, I think forms of expression, you know, typically are lent to creativity whether that's writing or photography. Uh, you know graphics creation in that way, so I just had always been even when I was young into writing and wanting to just talk to people just talk talk, talk, so I thought marketing is a great way to be able to accomplish in both both of those in my career.
0: Absolutely. So as you grew up and you went to college, tell us a little bit about your education, like your degrees, if that was something.
1: Yes. So I did go to college, Um, You know, I had the luxury of being published for poetry and some short stories and creative writing in high school. So when I went to college, I had really wanted to, again, continue down this creative, you know, kind of, what can I do do to use my skill set? And my skill set, again, was talking. So I got a comm degree, right? Because that's what we do. But it's more than just talking to people, which is (laughs) funny enough. It is really a lot about psychology, understanding, relationships. So it's a great... You know, we did organizational communication and interpersonal comm and rhetorical theory and public speaking and all those different, those different courses in college. And then I also went on and got a creative writing minor uh, within poetry, short stories. Took a lot of literature classes, Loved to read and kind of get into um, visually what people, uh, when they're reading, I want them to like see what's on the page. And so I really just leveraged a lot of those things from high school into my college to my degree. But to be honest, I had no clue what I was gonna do with it, with a career. Uh, other than I was like, I'll be a writer someday <laughs> or a journalist was another uh, career path I, I looked into. But again, as I looked into what is it that I can use my gifts and talents for and really pursue a career of my dreams, if you will. Uh, marketing just kind of seemed to be where I landed at a big scope. Obviously, there's a lot to marketing, which we can dive into here shortly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, where did you go to college specifically?
1: Oh, I went to University of Northern Iowa.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Uh-huh.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so, what has your career path been since graduating from college?
1: yeah so it's been a lot of kind of just trial and error uh, situations which i think a lot of people can relate to right out of college i got a we watched well, right out of college my husband and i i got i got graduated from college four weeks later got married four months later we moved to kansas city and that's really where my career started i worked for a professional training company down there uh, doing sales, uh, my little cubicle, my little headset, like nothing sexy about that whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but but what I loved about that opportunity, and even at, even at that moment, I was 23 years old, I was like, you know what, this is going to apply to whatever I do someday, because it was professional training and growth. Um, courses that I was able to take for free. So I took 40 courses in the matter in the time frame of like about 19 months and all for free because that's or what I do. And you know, we always like, well I gotta sell it to my clients, so I gotta know what I'm selling, you know, kind of angle. And you know, leadership courses, communication courses, how to deal, handle difficult people, um my I manage emotions under pressure. Think about like things, you know, work and life, all the things are so busy. Like how do you manage big emotions? Uh, doing all of the things and again I was just like I know like I just took it all in because I knew I someday would be able to apply that and which I I moved actually right from that position to working at an internal marketing and sales department software company and we were traveling all over the United States at trade shows and I had the opportunity to train so doctors' names who, to you went there most likely but like in that industry that world they're like a big deal. So here I'm this 24, 25 year old who like in hindsight, that opportunity was, I didn't even realize how grand it was at the time until after, you know, looking back, you're like, holy cow, I got to meet with like Dr. Tang at University of Chicago. And I got to do like, like people who are wow. moving and shaking in this industry who are writing journals and books and all the things. And they're sitting down asking me questions about how to operate our software. Again, like, I don't, like now looking back, it's like, God, I was kind of cool. Uh, But you know so doing all of those things, but in the meantime, I also had very small children at home, I had like a a four year old, the two year old and then I ended up having my third pregnant with my third child there. And the travel and all the things that that job required were really a lot, Um, but learned a ton, we worked at the marketing agency, Uh, we brainstormed and birthed a, a software product from 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 the gate on my first day in the job was on an airplane um, on a Sunday morning. So great experiences, but just um, a little off for where I was at in my life. And um, we were also i um, launching that software during a recession <laughs> that 2008 2000 time period. Uh, so we had a luxury product a not time to- time when luxury was really fi- from a financial perspective was was at our um, disposal or exposure. So, we ended up um, having those challenges as well. So it just ultimately ended up being a good time for me to step back from that position. We moved here to um, to Sioux City, Iowa, to be with closer to family, with all the three little, little kids in tow. and I worked at an ad agency. And this is where I really fell in love with marketing, really got my feet wet with, all of the different industries and all of the different things you could do with marketing. You know, we had been very product specific before, but now I'm working with a variety of different industries that were not, we could do any, you know, it felt like the world was my oyster. We could dream up any big ideas, use that creative, you know, imagination. And, uh, unfortunately that business, while I loved what I was doing was also, um, I didn't love who I was doing it for. So it, it came time where they were actually in a position that they were going to sell the business and I didn't wanna be sold. Uh, it sounds kind of maybe interesting to say that, but I, I wasn't loving who I was working it for and I wasn't about to go do it for someone else. And I was actually having this conversation with a client of mine at the time. And she was like, well, have you ever thought about opening up your own business? And I was like, no, I have a eight year old, a, a four year old or eight year old, six year old and a four year old was like, that's risky. And I'm like, I got a mortgage to pay. I got babies now to feed like, I can't. And then of course, before all of that came out verbally, this is all in my head, she follows it up with, cause if you do, I will be your first client. So that got me really thinking and I was like, all right. You're like, wow, I can actually do this. <laughs> now it becomes real, right? Exactly. So I ended up going to another client of mine that I had that had two businesses with us. So we had essentially three different clients that if I'm like, if I can onboard all three, then I can I do this and i was able to do that two weeks later we opened our shop opened our doors had our first pitch not one of the three clients by the way we just kind of like went in all hands on deck which was mine and my husband's i guess too with um just over here and just did it without thinking without overthinking without which is something I look back now and I was like, man, my like perfectionism part of myself and my like over preparing, overbearing and very controlling p- part of my personality is like, that is like, I gotta go back and give myself some credit. Cause that girl back there, like she just threw caution to the wind and she just went for it. And that's, that's scary. <laughs> so,
0: that is so challenging. What do you think your biggest challenge was when you first started your, your own company or what was the thing that you were like, Oh my gosh, I was not prepared for this at all.
1: Great question um well it's kind of the basic answer, but it was money, I mean I had uh, my business is 100% funded by yours truly, and so it became again like Okay, we have these clients over here that can fund this I got a $300 refurbished laptop from a shop here in town. Uh, I had my web developer put the most simplest website on the web. You know, I did all of my social media. It was really clunky, really not pretty. I have a friend of mine drew me up a logo and we had the, we have, we had that logo. Then we redesigned that logo later on because we realized how cheesy it was, but we had a logo. Um, and so I think just that the money and getting going, but also the, and again, not super amazing answer, but It's all, everything is on you. So you wake up in the morning and you work for someone else and you don't feel like giving a hundred percent. I mean, if you don't give a hundred percent, no one really generally is gonna know that. If you, you know, you're just gonna, you can coast through your day and it can be all good. But when you work for you and it is only you, if you don't wanna give a hundred percent, like you, that's not an option. You either get up and go or you and you you know do the things you need to do to make money. you might not make money, but you can set yourself up to get that momentum and that motion going so those are the early challenges, and I think to, you know just that consistency you know everyone will say the basic like well, we didn't have health care, of course, of course, my son what four no he's not four, he was eight at the time, was playing at the park and Someone threw a handful of those little, like little pebble rock. Oh, little yep. mm-hmm.
0: Gravel. What, what happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, one lodges in his ear. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> how does that even happen? So what does he do? He goes to get it out. What He shoves it down further. Oh. It takes a doctor's visit. It takes a specialist visit. And then it takes putting him under. It takes a $4,000 plus bill to get a pebble out of his ear.
0: And you're like, this is really bad timing. And health insurance. <laughs> Later, like you could have waited for
1: this. Oh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things where you make these decisions and you're like, okay, we're going to sacrifice, you know, the health care right now. We're going to sacrifice because I carry the health, you know, we're going to make these big things and these big risks. And then, but you know what? here's the deal. That's always going to happen. Like, it's like the law, there's something, there's a law out there. It is the law of whatever that is. I I don't even know. Like when you're working for something really big and you're pushing through and you are like excited, something's going to happen to you to make you want to step back and, and and maybe question that decision or to literally persuade you to go the other way. Still, I had been looking for a job previous to the opening my business. And I was either coming runner up on positions or they were positions I was overqualified for that. I was just going to somewhat settle for until I found something, you know, after, you know, something else. And that's no way to really, I, I didn't want to do that. I literally felt like I was just in a position though where I didn't have any of these options. Thank God for my client for giving me a bone and like opening my mind up to this. But then guess what happened? People started calling with offers. People started calling with like really good ones, ones that a month or two before that I would have probably pursued. But I had to make the decision to be all in on this, which I think is kind of an, a one, that maybe for later on even but like making that call to go all in and then knowing the universe is going to drop opportunities to you and you're going to have to be so convicted in that you're going to have to say no and continue moving forward
0: so you were offered a lot a lot of clients like you said right off the bat what do you think made your company so oh what's the word um attractive like why do you think that people wanted to hire you because you're were you this fresh business do you think they know they knew you previously did they know people that you were employing how do, why do you think people hired you
1: yeah great question i think two things one is that we had that previous relationship we had uh worked together at some small capacity and i had a track record in this community whether it was with them or whether it was with other people that they saw Uh, it was one of those deals where, you know, we, I moved, you know, we moved here, I was fresh faced, but my husband had grown up here. So while I didn't know the community or the people within it, I could, you know, people knew him a little bit from, you know, I mean, we're talking high school days this isn't like it was, you know, he's a a professional in in this community in the market, but he had, and his family had some good, some good reputation to, to have me say loud and proud, you know, I'm part of this family and just worked my butt off. When I say work my butt off, I joined the Chamber of Commerce, I joined our young professionals group and I went to every single event. And I mean big, small, everyone. I did not miss one for about 2 years. First year for sure, second year maybe cut cut out some of the little little things that I knew weren't going to move the needle as fast, but every big event um and, and the goal was to meet people I, you know, again, being new here, they didn't know me from Adam. And this is a community and probably a lot of others that are built on foundations of trust and reputation. So even though I would go to a company, you know, they would give me the at least give me the meeting and I would go in and meet with them. There was a lot of them that would really stay true to who they were working with, even if I had a better solution. And even if they admitted a better solution or a better plan, they were still so tight with their God. they've used for 20 years that there was no break in that tie. That's not as much as it is now. We've been here for um, gosh, 10, 11 years now, but that was early, early one, two, you know, first two years, that was what the feedback was. So I knew that I had to build relationships with these individuals, but also build my reputation and know, like have some skin in the game. I know what I'm doing. So once that was happening, so this was about three years in when I broke away and I had been on committees and boards and done all the things that uh, got me in front of the right people, then I was able to go back to them and have that same conversation with a little bit more pull and influence, if you will, and a history. And so that was the second one too, like the networking, but then also to be good at what you do, to be the best. My goal was never to be the biggest, it was to be the best at what I did. So I do not care if I had a team of four people or 40 people, I want to be the best. I want when someone says, you know, hey, you should talk to so and so about marketing or you know, social media was a big thing we did for a very long time. Content development, copywriting. Uh if someone even heard those words, I wanted to think Becca Photo, Lady B, or actually initially my business was called Pulse Marketing. That's the one the business mm-hmm. we we launched first. So I oh, should have shared I'm that, that earlier. Yeah. Comment. I'm
0: how sorry. Far, how far into that one when, when you changed it to Lady B?
1: Five years. So we had pulse marketing for five years, which essentially was what we launched right away when I had my client say, you know, like if you started, I will be your first client conversation. We launched it as pulse marketing and we were a full service marketing agency or firm marketing firm for that small to mid sized business. So anyone between five to 25 employees that had the need for marketing, but didn't have a necessarily need for a full time member or team member to just do marketing. Um, what we found a lot of times people would have like someone who's doing an ad job or like the front desk would also be responsible for posting on social or would also be responsible for doing things that they weren't necessarily trained to do and so they weren't done well they weren't done effectively and so we would come in and we would take on those responsibilities from graphics to social media to website design and development any brochures and business card i mean pretty much anything you would ever need we could come in and support their business in that way
0: Cool. Wow. Very, very cool. Who would you say right now is your company's biggest competitor?
1: You know, this is a great question. So we're pivoting now and have been in the middle of pivoting for a while. You know, initially I would say in some of our local, you know, local agencies here, you know, when you do the RFP process or you're just going, you know, to pitch a client, you know, you're typically, well, because you're smart enough to ask, because you should ask, you know, who who else is um who else are entertaining, all those different things. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you, I mean, I guess in my experience, they'll tell you if you ask them. Uh, So, you know, it's your local competitors. In our case, we weren't doing, you know, big national clients or anything like that. We were doing kind of our small, small area here. But now it's, I think it's free game. You know, I think we've got Zoom. We've got all these other ways to serve people from across the world that when it comes to competitors, I think it's more of what the person who's looking for the service or the solution actually needs, and them having the ability to find now like the perfect fit versus having to settle for what's available in their local community. You know, I think about coaches, you know, we have some coaches around here that are great. They're absolutely wonderful coaches when like, like, uh, business coaches. But when I think about who I want to be coached by, it's not them. I have other, I have coaches in, uh, uh California and Arizona right now. And this is how we do it we coach via the zoom so i think when it, again coming to competitors it's more about if can i solve um or can i help you solve you know your challenges with your business because there's things that i've been through that yes hands down we can work together on i don't know everything and i will i will very fast tell you fastly that's not a i will very quickly tell you if i if i am or if i'm not the person to serve you and what it is you what it is you want to do so i have everyone fill out an assessment And I review that assessment and then I make a decision whether I can help you or whether I cannot help you. Wow. So there are
0: clients that come in where you're like, we can't offer this to you. You should look elsewhere, not, you know. Wow. Correct.
1: And because I know the level that I want to serve at and I'm not willing to bring it down because I don't know something Mm -hmm. or I'm not willing to bring it down because I've only done it maybe once or twice. That's happened too, where I've, I've dabbled in maybe trying to help someone in this area and it doesn't fuel my cup and my fire. So I'm like, oh, gonna to stick to what I know. Um, but right now, like, like I'm kind of started to allude to earlier, we're shifting to away, I should say, from the one-to-one model and beginning to do more of the one-to-many model. And so I've taken really what's worked with pulse marketing and I brought it into Lady B. And I left the rest of it behind and we're never gonna, we're not gonna go there ever again uh in an effort to really start to to really start living out my purpose more fully. And to also uh, do what I love, like where people, where I can serve people at the highest level. And again, we're not going back to here. That's what I would do before. We would go to here to serve, and they would be happy because it was better than nothing. But I'm no longer interested in doing a half-ass job. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer interested no. in doing a halfway job. Um, I or uh, something that I doesn't that doesn't align with me personally, or again, that isn't like a heck yes kind of a kind of a service right i
0: think fun. that's cool, Cause i mean you're you're basically saying i'd rather be consistent and be true to my brand than just take as many people as i can and i think this exactly. is a lot of activity, which is really really cool
1: exactly and i think to kind of referred from an earlier question too like when you're early in your business you do that you tend to take on what you can right because um, you're
0: just like i just want what i can right now yeah. you know we we're you're, trying to build right
1: Yep, and and you know what there is a season of of your business for that and i would probably place it at the beginning if if you're you know if you're not quite clear and i don't even think i was clear i opened up when i first opened i was an event planning business and photography and then i got rid of event planning and kept photography website you know social media email marketing uh we kept growing on that and we came full service and then i wanted to pare down again like holy heck like the the journey of what we did and what we didn't do changed so much and this was when I had a team of people um that I had brought on too so it's it, it's the work is never done <laughs> the work is never done the journey is never over um uh, but I think um uh, clarity crystal clear clarity and that's what when we got rid of the clutter that's what we the process we were doing was clarity and we knew with Lady B at least at that time, at the very basis, what we were doing service wise and what we and, and I should say who we were serving, which is women in business.
0: Right. Awesome. Okay. so how can how do you how can you use social media to reach and impress traditional media?
1: Social media to reach and impress. I I guess social media is is a very interesting medium overall for marketing and when i talk to clients about it it's really it, it trumps traditional media in the sense that you can actually have a one-on-one connection with someone and you can track it obviously you can track how effective it is or not effective it is when <laughs> it's so funny because i've recently watched the social dilemma <laughs> and so i'm like social media. I still love social media but here's the thing about social media that I really caution people is is like obviously yes, it can be something that is it's it's we don't control it we don't own it, we have tons of content on there. People I know have just poured their hearts and social hearts on social media and have changed people like it just it's a, a crazy what the impact of it can be you know people connecting and all the things I will say, though, to one of the things that i'm really working with my current clients and students now is bringing that experience into other mediums beyond social like email like your website aka a blog maybe doing a podcast doing something like this where you're like a video cast something that gets that content across multiple platforms in multiple ways and multiple um ways of consumption as well uh, just to kind of continue to be you know inclusive in those ways for for others who maybe you know have um Can't you know aren't on social media or aren't on your email list different Mm -hmm. things like that too, but I really um, I I really think social media I I mean it's so powerful it's so impactful and to grow your page means to get vulnerable it means to pull back the curtain it means to stop worrying about what what people think it means to to veto the perfectionism, but also sharing that part of you on other mediums too I think is also very important.
0: Yeah, absolutely.